Well, good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, wherever you're at. It might be it might be nighttime. I don't know. But anyways, this is Pastor Dale. This is uh, our ninth episode on uh, Anchor, and I'm really thanking God for this um, for this website and uh, to help me to do some. Um, I don't know what they call it, clogging, blogging, vlogging. I don't know. It doesn't make any difference. Anyways, it gives me the opportunity to speak a few words here and there now and then. And um, I am just so thankful to God for everything, everything in my life. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing at the things that he does and the things that he helps me with and the things he shows me and the things that he does for me. You know, I was listening to a, to a song this morning. Um, because I'm trying to help out a friend of mine. Uh, and I was listening to a song. Um, and there's a there's, there's there's something on that song that says, um, no matter where you run, God is always, always holding on. And the fact it's the, the name of the song is No Matter What by Ryan Stevenson. And if you ever get a chance to get on YouTube to, to watch the uh, uh, video and listen to the song, it's really worth it because it's a great, great song. And so I got thinking about that because over the past several years, you know, God has been really dealing with me on a lot of issues in my life. And uh, there's times that I have to ask God, I, I don't understand, you know, why you continue to walk with me, why you continue to put up with me. Uh, you know, being a human, I'm stubborn, being human, I'm stupid, being human, I do ridiculous things and get involved in ridiculous situations, uh, but don't we all, right? So anyways, uh, and God reminded me of the fact that I have created you to serve me. I have called you to serve me. You are my son, my child, and I'm not about to let go of you. So <laughs> he says, no matter what you've done, I am there for you, and uh, no matter what, and that's why that song really speaks volumes to me, no matter what, and uh, God is always holding on to us. He's not about to give us over to the enemy. Believe it. All right, so anyways, carrying on, uh, this morning I was reading Our Daily Bread, and I do like Our Daily Bread. Uh, it's they're, they're short little meditations, but some of them really just kind of touched to you. And this morning, it talked about um, the Holy Oak. And I want, I want to read this to you from Our Daily Bread's devotions today, uh, which is, happens to be June 25th, 2020. And it says, the Holy Oak, now this is about an oak tree called the Holy Oak, stood next to Basking Ridge Presbyterian Church in New Jersey for more than 600 years until it had to be removed. At its prime, the twisting branches spanned high and wide. Cool breezes rustled its green leaves and acorns. The sun, speak through, the sun peeked through <laughs> uh, wind-blown gaps, creating dancing glimmers of light in the shade below its canopy. But beneath the ground surface lay its true magnificence, its root system. And an oak's main root system grows vertically, securing reliable supply of nourishment. From that taproot, a massive root spread horizontally to supply the tree with a lifetime of moisture and nutrients. The intricate root system often grows more massive than the tree it supports and serves as a lifeline and an anchor for the stabilizing uh, 
of the of the trunk. Now, I really found that to be interesting because I began to do a little research on the root systems of trees and things like that. And and one of the most fascinating root systems uh, is that of the California redwoods. Oh my gosh, man, these roots are huge. And some of them are so big that, you know, they, they actually grow, uh, you can see them above ground. And of course, from above ground, they go down. But some of these roots just spread out for miles upon miles. And, you know, when God designed things, um, it's incredible the way that he designed things and, and how he designed things. And so when I think about the root system, um, whether, whether it be through the red trees or just a local forest, sometimes you ought to go out and just take a walk through the forest and look up at the trees and then look down at the ground because all the support and all the nourishment, everything that goes on in that tree's life is all taking place beneath the ground, okay? Now stop and think. Let's, let's take, a, a, for example, next to the house here, we have a very tall pine tree. And this pine tree has to be 30, 30, 40 feet high. And it's it's really a very big tree. It's a very beautiful tree. It's an old tree. And I sat there on the porch one day and I was looking up at that tree. And I found myself in amazement that this tree has roots that go down so deep that they suck up the water and the nutrients and carry it all the way to the top so that the very top of the tree is as green as the bottom um, branch. I mean, that's amazing the, how this water goes up. You know, I'm sure you've, you've seen the inside of a tree, especially if you cut one, and you wonder, how does the water get up there? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a horticulturist. I'm not a forest expert. I just know that it does, that these roots somehow suck up the water and send it all the way up to the top. Man, this is absolutely fascinating. And so I got thinking about that. And then, of course, the water does what? It goes out to the leaves. It goes out to the branches. It goes out to the twigs. No matter where that tree is or what that tree is doing, the bark, so on and so forth, it all gets nourished because of one little root. Well, several little roots now. But just, just, just think of the job, the task of one small root. Um from the taproot, and your taproot is your main root of the tree, and the taproot grows other roots, and these roots all work together. See, that's the beauty of the root system. For example, let's talk about the trees in the forest, and for, uh, well, for example, let's talk about the, the redwood forest, okay? Now, this is really fascinating because when you think about it, all of these roots are intertwining with others. You know, there might be there might be maple trees, there might be oak trees, there might be um, I, I don't know all the names of the trees out there, elm woods and so on and so forth, walnut trees, uh, cherry trees, pecan trees. No matter what's in the forest, I don't know what's in the forest. I just know it's a bunch of trees. All right, and I like them. Okay, because I do a lot of uh, I like to hike and I like to go out into the uh, uh, into the forest and I really just love the smell of a forest especially after it's rained. Oh my gosh, it's so sweet. But anyways, so I got thinking about it and all these roots intertwine, but here's the beauty of it. Even though they intertwine, these roots intertwining are giving support to one another. For example, if an oak tree is connected to a, um, a pine tree uh, 
or a maple tree. These trees are acting together and their root systems are actually supporting and helping each other in doing their task of keeping the tree upright and nourished. I mean, it's amazing. These trees absolutely offer support to each other. And I find that that's not only wonderful, but amazing how God has designed it. And I'm thinking about the Christian body uh, today, and that's technically the way that God wants us to, to, to work with each other. He wants us to be rooted together, rooted and grounded in the word, first of all, but he wants us to work together and to be intertwined uh, so that we can we can support each other and keep each other lifted up and help each other. This is so very important that we do this. And uh, so we need to get our nourishment from the word of God so that we can help other people. In fact, in the book of Hebrews, it, it talks about that we need uh, to support one another. We need to encourage each other. And it's very, very interesting how God can use something as simple as a tree to teach us a lesson um, about what's going on in our lives. For example, he says, um, verse 24 of chapter 10 in the book of Hebrews. Well, let's go back up to verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And then if you go back over to chapter 3 of Hebrews and verse 13, this here's another one. Listen to this. But encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today, lest any of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And this is the purpose, this is the reason why God has developed, uh, wants us to develop our roots in his word so that we can support each other and help each other grow. Isn't God fascinating? Man, I'm telling you, God has things so worked out. It's it's absolutely wonderful. Um, and us older trees, <laughs> those of us who are older in Christ, the more mature, um, we need to support each other. We need to help the younger uh, people coming up. We need to help the baby Christians. We need to help the teen Christians. And I don't mean teen in years, but uh uh, teen in their walk in Christ. And so we need to support them because they can draw nutrition from us. Hallelujah. That is really good word. Um, they can draw from us so that we can help them grow. For example, I'm helping a young man right now uh, in, in walking with the Lord. And it's absolutely fascinating to watch him grow. And the more we talk, the more we text, the more we share with one another, because we get together a couple times a week is I'm, I'm hearing him talk more about the Lord and what God is doing in his life. And he's, uh, like this morning, he, he really shocked me. He put down uh, a revival time. I mean, I just found that, yeah, he's, he's, get, he's getting the message. It is revival time. It is time for the church to be revived. You know, a lot of people think that revival means uh, going out and doing a salvation message for the, for the, um, for the for the lost and and technically yeah but revival means it comes from the word revive and he's also god also uses revivals to revive us who are christians and to give us uh, a new fresh uh, anointing a new fresh word so revival has a couple of purposes it has a purpose to to strengthen us and to help us and to revive us but it also uh revives the dead um who are dead in sin to newness of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So, yeah, so uh, 
And then, and then as I got thinking about these roots and these trees, um, I remember oh, a couple of years ago when Maryland was inundated with a ton of rain. I don't know if anybody remembers this besides me or not, but that one year we had a lot of rain. I mean, it just seemed like every time you turned around, it was raining. Well, that rain destroyed a lot of cherry trees and things like that. In fact, one of the cherry trees that was destroyed uh, was the one next to my house where I live. And, uh, of course, the tree had to be cut down. And, and what a shame that this tree, because, you know, this tree produced some beautiful, beautiful cherries. They were sour cherries, but, oh, my gosh, um, I made several pies and uh, jams and that from those from those cherry trees and those cherries. And, and um, I used to thank God I'm out there. Uh, picking those cherries and just rejoicing and singing praises to God and knowing that these cherries are going to have a use. And But anyway, so it saddened me to see this tree be cut down. Uh, and, you know, they, they cut it way down. And uh, about a year or so later, I forgot exactly how long it was. I went back out there one day and I was mowing the, land, the lawn. And as I got near this stump, I noticed a sprout. I noticed another cherry tree sprout was coming up from that stump. See, that tree, the old tree, had to be removed in order for the new tree to come up. Praise God. And also the same with our, we had an apricot tree uh, out here. We had to cut that down, the same thing. And there are there are, there are uh, signs of life in that with other little apricot trees coming up from that. I'm telling you, God is awesome, man. He really is. We think that that tree's dead, but it's not because that tree, what that tree did is that tree got out of the way in order for something new to come up and praise God, something new could even be better than the original cherry tree. Amen. Or, or, um, apricot tree. So I'm telling you, man, God is, he's just so fascinating in all that he says and does. And it just really totally thrills me, uh, to be a part of the system um, I don't like to say that word system, but they be a part of the family of God, not system, but the family of God, um, because it's interesting, it's exciting, um, and to be a part of, of all that God is doing right now. And I know there's a lot of people fretting and worrying about what's going on with this COVID virus and all this other junk. Let me tell you something. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. And then in Psalm 91, he's promised that no plague will come near my dwelling. And I'm standing on the word of God. I will continue to stand on that word of God. And I'm not giving up and I'm not giving in. Praise God Almighty. And I think more Christians need to do the same thing. And I wish more pastors would do this. I wish more pastors would teach about standing on God's word and about uh, getting rid of fear and getting rid of uh uh, all this anxiety because of this COVID-19. I honestly believe that it's because of media. Uh, this sounds crazy, and it, you know, may, you may think I'm a complete wacko on this, but I am a firm believer that if the news media and churches and pastors would, would start to speak life, to speak life back into Christians, back into the and into the atmosphere and speak death to this COVID-19 thing, I honestly, honestly believe that this COVID-19 thing would be uh, destroyed. And I believe that God is looking for a bunch of people, a bunch of Christians um, who are willing to stand up and pray against this thing. I know that I am, and I do pray against it. Um, and that's why I'm saying this, this thing is not going to come nigh my dwelling because of the promise of God. And 
The promises of God are what? Yes and amen in Christ Jesus. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. In the book of Joshua, Joshua wrote there, and twice Joshua wrote that not one of the promises of God has ever, 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 ever failed. Not one. So if the promises of God have never failed then, and the word of God is as active today as it was then, so what is our problem? Why are we living the way that we're living? Why are we living in fear? Why are we letting fear conquer us? Dr. Tony Evans uh, had a great thing. He says he's got a little saying, it goes faith over fear. And it's absolutely true. You know, it's faith. Faith is strong, man. Praise is strong. And I, I, the, the more, the more I, I, I learn about praise, I get excited because praise plus prayer equals what? Power equals power. Praise plus prayer equals power. So we need to do what God has instructed us to do and uh, begin to praise him, begin to worship him, and begin to trust him and believe him in all things. Amen? Hey, that's just my thoughts for this week. Um, I'd love to hear from you if you want to get a hold of me. Uh, you can. And uh, I got to say a, a little shout out to a few people. Uh, Kathleen and Mark Walker, uh, Karen uh, Petch and 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 uh, Jim, her husband, uh, to my good, wonderful, loving, loving brother who I cherish so much. He's such a good friend of mine. Um, brother Swanson, brother uh, Leon Swanson. I mean, this guy is. You guys got to hear this man sing. He's just. He's totally, totally awesome. And Leon, I love you, man. I love your voice. God bless you. And maybe I can get him to. Uh, do a, a podcast with me someday through the phone. He can he can do a little bit of a of a singing because he's got a beautiful voice and and a strong personality personality and and he's got a heart for Jesus Christ. It's just unreal. And I keep Leon in prayer because he's going through a little battle himself, but he's strong and that's the beauty of it. So and Bishop Grayson, Robert Grayson, and Pastor Jerry Banks and Pastor Charlotte Scott. These are all great people. Um, and and a shout out to my friend Lorraine and to my buddy James. Um, James is, uh, just the young man I'm working with. I just love this guy to death. And, uh, he's, he's a fascinating person. And I hope also to get him and a, a friend of mine named Kevon, a friend of mine named Scott, um, all on this podcast with me so that you guys could hear their stories and what God has done in their lives and is doing right now. So anyways, this is Pastor Dale. Get a hold of me. You can get a hold of me by contacting me at freedom. 92909 at outlook.com freedom92909 at outlook.com or you can write me at P.O. Box 285 Emmitsburg E-M-M-I-T-S-B-U-R-G Maryland 21727 Amen. God bless you. I love you all. Have a great day in the Lord Jesus Christ and remember to keep praising him and praying and watch the power of God work in your lives. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye.